Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. All the levels were down. There Banter. We go. Check. Let's just do a quick check. One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, eight. eight. Hike. Yeah, that sounds fine. That sounds absolutely great. Very good, boys. Fantastic. Oh, how's your week been so far, Super, guys? Superb. Very midweeky. Yeah, wonderful. Tremendous Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, I know. I'm glad to have Tuesday out of the way now and be able to focus on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday only bef- between now and more Six Nations. Actually, Six Nations comes a day earlier today, doesn't it? Cause on Friday night. DJ Spoonie and the uh, the Jean-Michel Jarre laser. See, I don't know why you guys don't print- like that. I like it. <laughs> I do like it. What genuinely you liked DJ Spoonie at the at the yeah I think, Millennium Stadium as it was, Principality see, Stadium. See, now. different different places do different things. So I, I'll just tell you now. There was a lot of criticism this week of Pat Lambie with his hat and all his sponsors. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I forgot to talk about that in our in our podcast a few days ago. Um, yeah. yeah, it was just a, a, an interesting development. Apparently, Super Rugby been do, been doing that for, for quite a while. Um, yeah. So, my point on this is I love all the sponsors, just not on the English Premiership kits because it wasn't there to start with. But the French teams have always looked like Formula 1 teams. So there is a place for everything. It's DJ Spoonie and all the Welsh dance music. That's what... That's what no, I've been, no. been there since the uh, 18, late 1800s well, when uh, the first Test matches first started in Wales. Yeah, when the Triorchy Miners were playing against exactly. someone yeah. else. Yeah, they were listening to DJ Spoonie. Yeah. <laughs> in their defence, music is something I always think of when I think of Wales. Uh, the, the nation and rugby in Wales, uh, but I think of Welsh choirs, not, yeah. not, um, yeah. Not oh, come on. You've been down to South Wales. It, it's oh, not, yeah. <laughs> look, it, is, it is a cultural thing, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Free yeah. sleeve tattoo with, the, uh, with every Osprey's jersey <laughs> sell, sold. <laughs> it's just part of the culture there, mate. Oh, it's uh, bad to fly around already. <laughs> oh, lads. Uh, let's get on with this. This is the midweek, dem- uh, no, midweek international podcast as we look ahead to the Six Nations. We're recording this one on Tuesday night, Honest Gov. Uh, and we're going to talk about the, the big games that are happening this weekend. Let's get into this. Hands in pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. pod. 
It is once again the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We're just three mates that love the game and we've been sitting here jabbering on about it for a good few years now and thank you for being with us. I'm Tim, Phil is right over there. Hello Tim. JB to my left. Hello Timothy. And we were just talking about some uh, shameless sponsorship opportunities which as you pointed out Super Rugby have been doing with giving the man of the match in post-match chats a cap with the team sponsor on F1 style. You would never catch us. Um, taking any opportunity <laughs> no. to to mention a sponsor. Sorry, actually, just one second, lads. Just got to finish shaving. Mm. Oh, that's ra- that razor is razor sharp. Let me tell you. Sorry. Exactly. I should have done that before the podcast, but um, I did. Well, it's just so easy, so convenient. Exactly. You it do really it in- is. If if you want to get the best razor on the market, um, we've been long time fans of of Cornerstone, and we were heartened to hear. But also, it was no surprise to us to hear lots of people getting in touch with us in the week to say that Cornerstone was featured in a razor test by the BBC and was ranked best in class. Mm. Now, where were you, the BBC, two years ago (laughs) when we were one of the first people to try and back and throw our weight behind Cornerstone razors? Where were you then? Some lead and some follow. But if the Beeb agreeing with us that it is the best razor on the market, that's all good, but the BBC um, can't get you an amazing discount. We can. Uh, and that is if you go to cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers, uh, you can get yourself a free engraved aluminium shaft along with your first order, which because you get a £10 discount from us will cost you four quid, less than a pint in a lot of places you drink right now. cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers or egg tent at checkout. Right. Uh, can I just add my own thing? It's genuinely the best razor since Razor Ramon retired. <laughs> I mean, that's how good it is. Oh, do you remember him with his slick back, wet hair and the, the toothpick? Exactly. O- oh. Oddly, never shaved, though. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> Quite right. Uh, so this is a, a podcast where we're going to be talking about um, the international rugby that's coming up. If, if you want to hear about the Avicii Premiership, Pro 12, Super Rugby and all the transfers and stuff, listen to the podcast that's already in our feed. Subscribe and then you'll get them all. Um, we're on iTunes, we're on Acast. Uh, leave your reviews on iTunes. We're at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. We're Egg Chasers Podcast on Instagram. Wherever you are, we are. Uh, right, wh- wh- where do you want to start then? So we've got three big games this weekend. Um, we've also got the European Rugby Nation. Uh, what is the name of that? I need to get this down. European Rugby Nations Championship Cup. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, me, let me just confirm it. So it is the Rugby Europe Championship is what it's called. Do you know, in 10 days... We're going to be in Romania. Romania. I can't wait. Wow. Yeah. And we've practiced our live podcast to the nth degree. It's going to be smooth as anything. It's going to be great. Yeah. We need to... <laughs> maybe, maybe I might want to just do one more little what, run through. Yeah. Just a quick... We'll, we'll, we'll do that, we'll do we'll that just, on Saturday night, won't yeah. we? We'll yeah. just one run through, maybe. Saturday night at 10 p.m. We'll I, be doing the run through. I'm always tempted to do a... Uh, forget it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and by the way, if you are coming with us to Romania, uh, then fantastic. We'll update you on all the information. In fact, we'll talk about that later in the podcast. If you're not, uh, and why should you care? Well, it's because um, we are going to go into uncharted territory for many UK-based rugby fans yeah. going behind, well, not enemy lines, but we're going to go <laughs> going to go into uncharted waters yeah. in, in Bucharest. Who the hell's playing, Tim? Uh- <laughs> ISIS versus Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Aleppo. <laughs> and uh, we're going to go and see what, what it's like in Tier 2 and in another 
a proud European city and, and, and two proud rugby nations. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a bit. But um, where do you want to start? What's, what, what's, I mean, as English fans, we, we obviously are looking at England-Scotland, but if you were being objective, what's the most eye-catching well, fixture? Um, Still England-Scotland? Well, so before the tournament started, I would have said Wales-Ireland. Yes. No, no Bef- I before think they're the, about be- even these two. Well, before the tournament started, and historically over the past six years, plus yes. uh, ten years, that has been the bigger fixture. In this championship, I would actually argue that the the bigger fixture is the England Scotland game. Uh, th- yes, I mean, if you looked at our pre tournament predictions, they kind of stack up. We didn't think Wales would do that well anyway, and I think they flattered to deceive against England. They put in hell of a shift, of course they did, but actually they are the team that we thought they were, and they're not actually that substantial. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think. They were helped, particularly in that England game, by just how badly England played. Mm. And in fact, how badly England have played for uh, 90% of the minutes they've been on the field in this tournament. Yes. Um, I think that was the real story. And again, ourselves included, along with most people, got sidetracked a bit by the the tactical situation with with Italy. But actually, the the bigger part of that story was England were were just poor in general. Yeah, not great. Some, Some very good moments of individual skill... But you would always expect that against Italy. Well, can I just talk about Italy? Because in the last podcast, you referred to the implementation of the fox. The fox. Now, I did again, I did not know that not joining the ruck is called the fox. Or well, some people seem to be call it, calling it is, that. Is this a term that's just come about? Yeah. Foxing. Yeah. Think it would turn into foxing eventually. Possibly. What was that film with Fox? The Fox thing. Oh, Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, that's that's, is is that what that's referring to? That's my ultimate goal. When I get rich, I'm going to have like a a, a gym full of wrestlers outside. Yeah. Oiled oiled up wrestlers for your pleasure. So is a a Foxcatcher now meaning just picking and going straight through the middle of a ruck? Uh, That's like Fox evading. Yeah. It's like you're a chicken. You're a chicken. You just run through the thing. uh, Chicken run. That's what it should be called, the chicken run. What do you think of my new rule? Uh, as you all know, I'm law. Very, law. Uh, I'm very good at making up laws, but here you go. Here is a law to avoid foxing. Um, if the ruck is not formed, yep. they go tackle only, uh, you're not allowed to touch the, the scrum half, are you? So you've got to be a meter you, away. You've got to be, yeah, okay? yeah. Which gives the scrum half a load of time. So if there's no offside line for the defensive players with no ruck, my new law is this. There is no offside for for a box kick should the nine decide to box kick it. So, <laughs> yeah, so they have to touch the ruck to make it a ruck which creates the offside line or they wouldn't run the risk of a box kick and be no offside. So a winger could theoretically just run 40 yards into the opposition. Yeah, so if Italy, for instance, have done this three or four times and they're going to, you send your winger just over there. He, he just starts running. Yeah, and, and then, then all of a sudden they go, oh, Christ, Christ we're going to have to start... Okay. So it does two things. It commits men to the ruck, which depends on men to the ruck. Which makes I don't understand. The winger would be uh, the winger can't play the ball though. He can. Yes, yeah, if, there, if no they start in front, no, line. There's no, no offside. No, no, no. no. So you're, but the winger can't play the ball that gets box kicked. Yeah, he can. It's an offside line. No, but there's still an offside line once you kick a ball. Nope, not in this rule. That, that's the rule. Yeah. The so bo- I I understand the rule you're trying to say. But the second the second boot hits ball that is an offside line and you can only play the ball if you started behind that and that's the rule there is now no offside line yeah that doesn't create oh, an right. offside line yeah. when you kick oh okay that so law. Uh, you can't give it to your fly half but if the scrum half boxes it 
Now, here's the thing. But, so, but that happened, though. No, yeah. no, no. no, no but, go on. So, Jake, you keep yeah. going on your explanation. Yeah, go yeah. On. So, here's the thing. As soon as Italy have done this two or three times and you move that guy yeah. to catch the ball, because it's not there's an offside line, Italy start going in, going into the ruck. Now, you can actually start to get cra- quite creative with this because you could say, as an administrator of the game, if you want to shorten defensive lines for more tries because modern defences are so good, maybe it takes not one man to create a ruck, maybe it takes two men to create a ruck. This this <laughs> sounds like Aussie rules. You know when a player kicks it forward and there's a big three people all leaping for no, a ball to catch it? No, because all the defensive team needs to do is hold the ruck. So you don't need to join it with your shoulder. No, you no, 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 no. It. The principle that... Because um, then there's an offside line. The principle that there's no offsides from a box kick. Yeah, but there is if there's a ruck. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Can there's... you imagine... Like, the fact that I'm struggling is means that a casual rugby fan, which... The They're six... all casual, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the Six Nations, what what is brilliant for... And, and bearing in mind, I, I mean, this was quite... This was a very, very in-depth rugby thing to have got onto, the, the, the Italy thing, for the, for the rugby universe to have got onto, because... It was really hard to explain simply without then going, so offside is this, which mm-hmm. meant which meant actually most most T V people, news, all of that, radio, they just kind of ignored it because actually it's it's only good for people that are, are already in with rugby and it just turns people off that aren't. So Yeah, I, I'm I'm more with Tim on, on this uh Well I, this law change because I just think it is it's creating an extra layer of complication. And, you, and, you know, and actually, you, I don't think it's the benefit for no. the team attacking is actually that and you great. Know what, and you know what you'd get? You'd, go, you'd get more of, uh, I just want to check whether that well, that hand was in contact with the ruck. Was there one hand or two hand? That, that, okay, that is a ruck, therefore that was offside, therefore no try. You'd get more of that. You'd get a lot of that. But it would yeah. cure it overnight. And I think no one would ever try it again. It'd cure it overnight if England just did what other teams do when it happens. Anyway, we, t- we don't well, need to go on about that again. Yeah, I think, I think now we've had that incident, I, I don't think there needs to be any law changes at all. No. Because... Yeah. Because everyone is now acutely aware of how you deal with it. Most uh, most people were acutely aware before. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, apparently it happens all the time in sevens. Uh, check out my interview with um yeah with Rob, Rob Vickerman. Vickerman. Yeah. Um. Rugby so. Dungeon. Uh, oh my <laughs> Talk H. Oh, for goodness sake! Can, we get, can we get on to talking about this week's six? Hey, it's done now, isn't it? It's done. England Scotland. Um. Do you want? Let's do. A combined fifteen of the two sides that w- that we so that, think may start. Well, yeah. no, actually, before we do that, let's talk about England's selection issues because Scotland are probably going to go. Let's keep it the same. You would think. Yeah, I would have thought so. They might possibly have short Ma- Sean Maitland back fit, but over Visser, I Visser, wouldn't change. No yeah, way. no, they might have an option there, yeah. but yeah. there's no way I'd change it. Whereas yeah. it, whereas England, off the back of a poor performance at Italy, and again trying to put the tactics to one side, they were they were poor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what do you change? First question: Billy Vanapola bench or starting? Um, Seventy two minutes on the weekend, bench. Yeah, now, yeah, it has to be has to be bench. Um, I just can't can't see him starting. But I love the option of having him come on when there are tired bodies um, oh. to have that kind of impact. What a, what a wreck that's going to be. Yeah. Because I, I don't think I've ever seen him utilised as a bench player before. Not that I can remember, no. Mm. Sure, he has been, but I can't remember. Yeah, maybe a bit early in his in career. In his early days. He's in, such like... In Saracens, yeah. Like, in NFL turns, he's that back which just carries on pounding and pounding and pounding. Yeah. And that's what, it's like an accumulative effect of, of 
Billy Vanapola. Now, just, just very briefly then, because I think I touched on this in the, in the last podcast, but there, there have been some, some suggestions that the, the fuss that's being made over Billy Vanapola, and JB, you talked about the fact it's just because he's a world-class player. The amount of fuss that's being made about Billy Vanapola coming back and playing for Saracens indicates that maybe there's a lack of strength in depth uh, in England's back row. Um, well, England's back row has not been playing well at no. all. They've not been fortunate. No, it's been poor. Nathan, Hugh, uh, Nathan Hughes has worked tireless, tirelessly, but he's got a bit to go to catch up with Billy, certainly. Um, Itoji has been a bit hit and miss as a six, and then certainly Clifford didn't do what he needed to do as a seven. And Clifford Wood, was poor. Yeah, Woods uh, played I, I, around it. I'm not sure anyone in the back row has you would go as has done anything special. No. Certainly not not Lions squad special of, oh, a, of no. anyone why, that's been involved in those. Why t- those would these games? sevens with his trials and tribulations of the England seven shirt, which was previously held by by Haskell? Well, it is held by Haskell now, but when he was missing, why not Don Armand? The man's a monster. Mark Wilson. Um, Mark yeah, Wilson. Mark Wilson is good. Yeah, neither. But. Eddie Jones we seemed, about this. seems was, to have, like Mike Williams yeah. in the squad. But, and he, and he's, but used, not near the he's team. used Clifford recently. He's used Tom Wood recently. And Tom Wood did well in the autumn. Let's, let's, yeah, let's be fair. He did. Uh, but the back row hasn't functioned very well. Mm. So, But people are going very excited about the fact Billy's back. And so maybe it does highlight a slight lack of strength and depth. And you think about England players that might go with the Lions. You probably say, you could you could quite understand it if you'd say only Billy, Billy Vanapolo out of the back row would go from the from the back row. So, Haskell go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell you what great tourist great tourist would, and it means a lot he would be a great tourist and he, so in um, in, uh, tw- in 2013 they took Matt Stevens that's exactly what I was going to say as a, a bit of a joker a team bonder he's not going to be near the test team I, I tell you what Haskell will be a lot more useful than uh, that guy you just mentioned Matt in, Stevens Matt Stevens thank you um, <laughs> in, no, not as useful as Robshaw though well at seven he is Seventy's better, isn't he? <laughs> Six Robshaw's better. <laughs> yeah, conclusive. I, I, I think in the traditional role of a seven, uh, Robshaw does that role, and in the tra- traditional role of a isn't six, that, in inverted commas, Haskell does. Isn't that, that role. the problem though? Has, um, Robshaw's never done the traditional role of a seven. No, I, I just said of the two. We've talked about this loads of times before. Of the two, actually, if you wrote down what are the qualities of of, of a seven, neither of them have it. Uh, neither of them have it, but the one who has it more is Chris Robshaw, and the one who does that job more, he's a link player. He runs those support lines. He can offload. Um, what are the traditional? What, what, what are the traditional roles? <laughs> well, yeah. Does he have the traditional? What are the traditional roles of a six? Destructive defence. Uh, you know, does, play, that, you that, are, that's Haskell. You are right. Uh, Haskell does sit, fit that six box, you know, perfectly. And and had Eddie Jones not made such a big thing about the six and seven thing early on in his reign maybe that actually they would be wearing different number shirts but uh, but also you look at the flexibility of it like Itoji had six on his back and was packing down at, at second row so yeah yeah um, so Billy but- Billy V will be back Rob Shaw is back now but obviously is a long way off match fitness now he's been out for longer and hasn't played is he back he's, back, it- he's back training again right okay yeah. okay so yeah because I, I, I wasn't expecting to see him in the Six Nations no. at all um, so yeah, what what changes would you make then? Oh, so other other than because I would probably leave Billy on the on the bench. Scrum half. Yeah, would you stick with Care? Yeah, I'd go Care. I'd get Noel back in on the wing to start. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Anthony Watson's back fit. I'd probably go back to JJ and Farrell and Ford. 
with B- B- BBT and BBV on the bench. Yeah, Ooh, BBV. I I could go for I could go for all of those. Yeah. Mm. So you have Daly and Noel on the wings. Itoji and Launchbury. But Laws has been great. But Itoji and Launchbury with Laws on the bench. Uh, so you wouldn't retain Itoji at six. Uh, oh no, because of course there is. I'm thinking in a in a Rob Shaw Haskell world. Yeah, yeah. Itoji yeah. stays at six. Yeah, I think. I think I think that's what Eddie Jones will do. Yeah. I think there is an argument to say perhaps uh, Haskell and Wood could go and do that kind of Robshaw Haskell combination, uh, but I think Eddie Jones will stick with Itoji. Let me find one out for How about as was mooted early doors? It goes Billy, Nathan, and then Haskell. It's a pretty big back row. That pretty pretty big. Uh, ba- but balance. that was that was discussed, though, wasn't it? It was, but balance-wise, I. Uh, but so I, I think Ireland lost. I think Ireland didn't look as good when they had Sean O'Brien, Jamie Heaslip, and CJ Stander for that exact reason. Yeah, too many, too many carriers, and they looked better. They had, and I think you, is, I think Ireland need Peter Armani. I think they could get away with it because it is big. But Haskell's job isn't really carrying. It's that hard work clearing out. So maybe they could get away with that. Yeah. And I, a long time ago, I, I kind of said, I reckon you could do just because of the, the work, uh, defensively rook clearing and um, the and turnovers that both Billy Vanapola and Nathan Hughes yeah. do. Like a couple of years ago, those two were both in the the top turnovers in the Premiership. Yeah, and, oh, they've got options. They've got so uh, the, the options England have got are ridiculous. It's just does Jones get the right combination? Yeah. Uh, have you done a fifteen of England and Scotland players? Yeah, too? yeah. So, uh, what what would a what would a joint fifteen uh, look like? Let's just go through. So, loose head prop, you'd have Mako. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hooker, I don't know because Hartley. I I, 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 well, I mean, again, I'd go for Jamie George, but if yeah. if, if it's Hartley, then I'd I'd think I'd pick Fraser Brown. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to agree with you and then hard to disagree with you. So I'm going to say, yes, you're right, let's drop the England captain. But that makes no sense because he's England captain. <laughs> he only ever plays well for England. Um, with that in mind... Well, he only ever plays for England, England these days. Yeah, that is... I mean, he's pretty much given up on Northampton. So, um, yeah, go, I think you're right. I'd go um, Dan Cole at tight head. Yeah. So that highlights, again, what we've already seen, that England will have probably have an advantage in the scrum. Uh, Scotland have creaked. Mm-hmm. Xander yeah. Fagerson's brilliant around the park, but he's a young man. Yeah. Uh, Joe Launchbury has been so good at second row. I'd have probably have him and Johnny Gray. They're very similar, aren't they, in a lot of ways? Very yeah. hardworking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Launchbury has been, because he's got back-to-back Man of the Match awards. Yeah. And pot- um, potentially you, you put... Uh, Itoji into the second row there if you were combining a See, team. This but that's is not gonna, what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. This would wind me up no end if I was Maro Itoji because I do think the views of pundit, well, not us in particular, but the media does matter. It, it does matter. So prior to Six Nations, Itoji is the nailed-on starter. So there's two. There's actually one position between everyone else and still Itoji is starts. still is for me. But actually no, because at six we're talking about launch. We're talking about Gray. And Launchbury's been brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No, for the Lions, yeah. For the Lions, Itoji's still stand out in in his position for me. Him and Johnny Gray. But be, he's not stand out in this game. No, no, no. Because well, he's been it, playing six. Because he's, 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 he's been playing six. Yeah, yeah. So I would pick him over Launchbury at second row if I had to pick one. So I went Launchbury Gray again. You just tell me if you disagree, Phil. Um, 
back row with the people that Scotland have available. Yeah. I went uh, Itoji six, Watson seven, Hughes or Billy eight. Uh, yeah. Um, I could go with with Watson. I could also put John Barkley in there because I think he's been outstanding. He was. He was. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah, and and he's been captain. In, Strauss in... will be out this week, yeah. Yeah, yeah Strauss is out for the the, for the, tournament. the tournament. Yeah. Um, halfbacks, Care Russell. Uh, based on the strength of the tournament, yes, absolutely. Um, based on the strength of the tournament. Um, well, actually, yeah, strength Price, of the tournament. Price and well, uh, Price has only played one, well, only one played and a half games. Game. So, 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 so it's Care. Yeah. yeah. So if you're going to pick K, you may as well pick Price. Yeah. All right, so, you, so, yeah, it's a coin toss. You're, you're right. So in those key decision-making halfback positions, England, uh, we, we, we might take Scotland's over England's, which, yeah. again, if, yeah. if, if, Scotland can, if Scotland can get the ball, they've, they've potentially got an advantage there. Um, centres, Farrell, Jones. Farrell. Yeah. 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 Jones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, JJ's not done anything out, outstanding. Dunbar, Dunbar has played well. Dunbar's played really well, but he's not not enough to, foul. not enough to get over Owen Farrell. The thing is about Owen Farrell, right? There are a lot of people that can play twelve better than him, but he's just so critical and such a good player. It's weird, isn't it, to have? But yeah, so, is a... so few players in the the whole world offer that skill set that he has from twelve, as in mm. that. So he, he can be physical. But that running game, that kicking game, that um, tactical distribution, all of that, I don't think any other player encapsulates all of those Whilst requirements. Whilst also not letting anyone run down his channel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's just a weird, weird situation because there are better pure 12s. I think Ben Teo might be a better traditional 12. Traditional 12, Not a better yeah. player. Yeah. Yeah. A better traditional 12. But, so, but, but this is it. Like we, As we've talked about before, is the traditional 12... Being phased out of the game, dying breed, isn't it? Yeah. When yeah. guys like Henry Slade, who's actually more a ten or thirteen, can still step into twelve and look better than a lot of traditional twelves. Yeah, because defenses can deal with them so well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then this, and then back three, where Scotland have got another advantage. Um, I would put Daly on one wing, although Noel's so good. But on form, you'd have to go Seymour Hogg. But you can yeah. toss, toss no, a coin. No, hog at the moment, surely. Vissa, we've only seen one game. Uh, but What a game. What, it was a very what impressive a game. game. It was really impressive game. Um, I would probably, on the on balance, probably go Hog. Yeah, it depends if you take it to turn in long term or if, you, or if you're just looking at this tournament in isolation. Tournament in isolation, I would probably go Hog, Daily, Vissa. That's how good his performance was. Long term, I'd probably go Hog, Noel, Seymour. I've, anyway, you've watched um, Vissa all season. I think going forward, he is probably the best out of the lot. It's his all, maybe defensively, he's a bit. Yeah. That, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's a coin flip. The, the, so the, the balance of power, and, and I think this, this game could hinge up, up front, is what we're, we're pretty much saying. And that, that's where England's. Tight, tight five, that's yeah. That's where England are going to take it. Uh, I'm not sure they will. Uh, it depends how this game pans out because Scotland can be very destructive at the breakdown. Uh, Simon, yeah, that is a very good point, actually. That is a good point. Simon Kelly on our Facebook live feed um, this Tuesday night said daily at 15 for England. Not yet. It, not yet. Noel May daily. 
or mm. no may why like, how like in the, in, i'm thinking in this game yeah yeah it may be but i don't know how it i don't know how may continues i don't, I don't think it will happen in this game but it, it could yeah i don't think it will happen it, it, no. it will be brown yes yes indeed right uh, so uh, we've sort of looked at the runners and riders we looked at the strengths and weaknesses of the squad i think we're in a pretty informed position to put our money where our mouth is boys what do you think uh, what do you mean tim I mean, let's do our Leo Vegas bet of the week. Where, with our expertise, we could make you... (laughs) (laughs) Very good. (laughs) So you may well have noticed when you were watching Leicester Tigers on Friday night, uh, last Friday... Uh, all the five days ago um, from now, uh, you may have noticed that, that that they have Leo Vegas on the back of their shorts now. Yeah, they do. Uh, official it? sponsor. Uh, official betting partner of Leicester Tigers. Leo Vegas love their rugby union, you see. And so they love the Egg Chasers podcast. Yeah, can I just say, uh, this is a genuine um, comment here. This isn't just me plugging it for uh, because it's a sponsor. Although, for the record, if you well, want to sponsor we, us, I would plug you. Yeah, I was going to say if but, you give me money. Well, no, okay. we are, no, is, no, I'm going to stop you there. I would, I would, I, I wouldn't let us do something that we didn't believe in. Oh, I would. I put it on the Twitter. I'd do everything. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't I, let it happen. Yeah. I wouldn't let it happen. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a cornerstone. Like that's a perfect example. People know when they hear us talk but about that, we here, believe in it. Here's the point. But Leo Vegas, we believe. I in. wanted to put a bet on on Ladbrokes uh, uh, today. I actually went to put a, a, a bet on uh, half- uh, a few days ago when it was Bristol. Yeah, Worcester. yeah, a few days. Bristol Worcester. Because half time Bristol down, I thought, I'll give put, put five, five on Bristol. They did not have. They had Leeds. That, versus- that's an endorsement for Ladbrokes. No, 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 no. They, they had, <laughs> Le- joking, they had Leeds versus someone on the live game. They did not have any odds for a Premiership game. Wow, which is quite astounding. Oh no, that's 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 outrageous. Well, listen, we, we love rugby, uh, and we and we know that Leo Vegas love rugby. So they obviously wanted to get behind the Egg Chasers podcast because you would standard rightly so if they want to reach people that love rugby they come to us and they come to you so uh, what they have done is they you have a chance to get 20 pounds in bonuses on england versus scotland because this is our featured game with leovegas.com so the the bet is to predict the points difference yes between the sides now with all of that informed or all that information we've just uh, garnered. Oh, I knew you'd have another layer of information filled with a stat attack. Come on. There is a little bit more. So, obviously, it's at Twickenham. Um, Scotland haven't beaten England since 2008. Mm-hmm. Scotland haven't beaten England at Twickenham since 1983. So, history does not what? does not bode well for Scotland's chance. I was born. Yes, neither of us were born. Wow. Uh, so, that's one thing to consider. Looking back through the the games as well, these are historically very low-scoring games. Mm. Um, and historically um, decided by relatively small margins. So, five out of the last eight games have been by a single score. So, with all that information, I'm kind of uh, airing towards... England by seven, shall we say? One one score, converted try. Anyone got any kind of improvement on that position, mm. or anyone anyone fundamentally disagree that England are going to win? I think Scotland's going to win. I've just got a feeling it's going to be by three. 
the first time in 24 years he's going to come when England are unbeaten and can level the world record number of wins. It's a lot, yeah. Is, is that is this game when they level it? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Is that right? I think it is, yeah. 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 And also, I think if Scotland win, I think they're contenders for the JB Cup. I need to, <laughs> I need to look into it. But. Uh, uh, no, that, that would only be a two-game win, winning streak. Yeah, yeah, it's very low at the moment. In- is it? Yeah. In- England are going to have a rocket up him because again as much as Eddie Jones put the focus on the tactical thing of Italy as we've already talked about there will be no doubt in that England squad and from the coaches that the that the, that the performance was subpar in a lot of areas that they're going to get a rocket up him Scotland but, Scotland are going to are going to battle admirably but they're going to get my prediction is that they will get beaten up front and England will win by 12 so England by twelve, England by seven. Can you just Scotland? I know both of you are England fans, so you're going to struggle to to uh, think about this neutrally, right? <laughs> but can you not just say it being a low-scoring game? I, it just feels like this is prime for a last. It's like the opposite to the Australia game, which Scotland lost. I think they're that <laughs> little bit improved that they will have the last kick of the game. So again, looking back on history, so England against. Uh, Wales and against France they weren't the best team but they came back towards the end of it and mm. they won it in the last 10 minutes in both those games Scotland conversely historically admittedly ignoring the um, the Ireland and the Wales games but they've lost games in the last 10 minutes a number of times yeah. over the last few years so it's but if I just base it on so looking at all the weight of history it's, it's, it is categorically in England's favour but I would say that Scotland, the best bits of Scotland have been better and for longer periods of time over the last three games in the Six Nations. Yes. I've seen more from Scotland that they are performing well right now. But I just find it very difficult with all of that history you know what, to look ch- beyond I, England. I can see, I, I'm going to change my, my, my prediction. I'm going to say Scotland by, Scotland by seven. Because I can see wow. them un- unlocking. I just can see them un- unlocking England, causing them hassle. England have to have to come come back into it. Scotland will be too so far ahead. The breakdown you mentioned before that will be fascinating, and the breakdown in the last game was fascinating for a completely different reason because there was no breakdown. Yeah. Whereas this, Scotland will be competing every single rook and making it 
so difficult for England, and, and particularly that English back th- uh, back row who aren't very well, well accustomed to dealing with. It. I, I think because they are competing, I think that will mean that at some point in the game there will be spaces, and that yeah. will mean that England will convert. Do you, can you can you honestly see England dealing with that backline of Scotland as well as as they have in, in previous games? Because I've seen Italy no real threat, but they let Campagnaro in. Um, they struggled with that little move from Wales. Yeah. But this so is a Lee far Williams. superior backline to anything that... And France is just France. But this is a far superior backline. But Tim's point before, and the, the point from the combined 15, the type five in England, I think it should give them that platform. Yeah. It should give England the platform and it will disrupt that Scottish platform. So... Mm. I'm, I am also saying this kind of hopefully as an England fan, you, you are right. Uh, but I do find it hard to look past them. Hear me now, believe me later. Scotland by seven. By seven. Ooh. Well, there you go. Well, we're going to put uh, our money where our mouth is because we're all betting for um, a, a chosen charity of our choice. We are. Mm. So, and we're, we're going to. So, we're, we'll keep you up to speed. We'll announce those charities at a later date. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, those, those charities who will be getting absolutely zero when we lose all of our bets. Yeah. Well, except for me. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Come on. Let's think positively. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll, you've heard our predictions. Get involved and make yours. It's our feature game, which means you can get by signing up £20 in bonuses on the England versus Scotland match, predicting the points difference at leovegas.com there you go you just have to decide which of us you actually kind of agree with or dis- disagree <laughs> with all of us uh, ha- happy yeah. have we, fun we, we often get these things wrong so um, you, you're probably better placed than we are <laughs> <laughs> uh, right uh, next game then Wales Island interesting Friday night game where do we stand on a Friday night game in general love it no hate it don't know <laughs> <laughs> conflicted is it yeah. fair to say conflicted yeah conflicted I mean I don't like I didn't like the first game of the Six Nations, England-Wales being on a Friday night. But then I kind of... Then I don't know. Yeah, conflicted. Because, actually, if you think about the whole experience of going to watch the game... So for the TV audience, it's definitely better. But when you think about get, getting on the train, getting yeah. down there, getting yeah. on the ales or the rest of it... Well, oh, Friday yeah, night, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, the actual... the uh, And part of... Well... Part of the spe- well, definitely, if you go to the game, it's undoubtedly a, a worse spectacle. Um, I, I mean, I mean, it looks great with the lasers and the lights and the darkness and everything in the in the Principality Stadium. If and those wa- flamethrowers going off, yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, the the biggest waste of fossil fuels. Yeah, that you could possibly ever imagine. How much? Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing those things are even ethical now. <laughs> it's unreal. Isn't it's it? a sporting event, but it's all about the waking up on a Saturday morning. Getting the bacon sandwich going and then yeah. get, getting to the pub early doors. Yeah, you know what I or mean. Making a proper day of it, like like I did down in Bath, going for a nice three course meal in an yeah. excellent hotel. Shabley, nice, you have a nice, nice Shabley bottle. to start with. Uh, no, he had a uh, gava. Gava. Very I, nice. I always treat myself to a nice Shabley. Shabley, it's a special occasion. But, Prince of Wines. But like Prince of Wines Twicken, if Twickenham ever does a Friday night, nah, no. that's just not Twickenham on a Friday night. I, I that's tell not you what right. Is cool though. Is a later Saturday game. I'd be all up for that. Like Saturday at say eight o'clock. That, that's the French way, isn't it? Oh, they cool, always that. do that because you can really build the atmosphere throughout the day. Oh yeah, you can get. Yeah, you can have a. Pre- yeah, um, um, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Friday. It's a, It's not the night. It's the Friday. It's the problem. It's the, and the fact that most people will be working all day and then have to rush. Yeah. You can't. It's the enjoyment. The the just mm. taking your time. Yeah, completely with you. But uh, that said, as you say, TV audience, it's pretty cool. 
Yep, I quite like it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that on Friday night. Uh, do and, you, can you see past an island victory? Uh, oh, I, I can. I don't. I don't think it will happen. Well, ha- if Wales are to win, where where how do where they will do that it? be won? Oh, um, I really struggle to build an argument for this after the Scotland game. What could I say to convince me about this? I don't know. I don't know. I can see a way. So, Pax. Well, yeah, Pax. The island pack is better. Yep. I mean, they're not just better. They feel to me like they're better in every department. Well, so Wales have got some very experienced players. Yeah, but... But but Ireland also have tremendous experience right across the board. Yeah. So, like, players like Heaslip and... uh, They've got a lot of caps in their team, haven't they? Rob Rob Carney. I I, I guess the... Rory Best, Best, Johnny Sexton. I I mean, the hope for Wales is the same as it is for pretty much every game. Alan Wynne-Jones rolls back of the years, carries a team on his shoulder, Sam Warburton is imperious up, um, up, up, up the breakdown, and George Ford can run over everyone. But if that doesn't happen, it isn't, it, it isn't great. And I think the experienced player thing, it's, although it sounds great to have hundreds of caps at your disposal, and to a large degree it is great, is also the same, you know, it's also the weakness. Well, there, could, there's always a tipping point, isn't there? Yeah. Like the the South African team that lost to Japan is one of the most experienced sides that have ever um, been fielded. Yep, and off they went. Um, you know, Tipper it's an interesting piece, but he doesn't win it on his own. So I think it's hard. I think the back row is again the back row is going to be key because you've got those two scavengers, whereas Ireland don't have that. If if Ireland field the same back row as they have, they, done, they, they I can't see them fielding the same back row, but. Sean O'Brien and CJ Sander are so effective at what they do, but it just creates risks elsewhere. I want, I want Amani and, and and O'Brien off the bench. Yeah, I'd agree with you, Tim. I think Amani and O'Brien's a, a better balance. And actually, if they do use that power game of Stander and O'Brien, I actually think Wales are relatively okay yeah. at countering that. That, yeah. that sort of falls plays into their hands a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I think they'll still get the rub of the green, but that that sort of works. Um, Scrum half is interesting. Uh, again, even like the this is a lion shootout. This is one really, really fascinating little matchup. Yeah, isn't it? because yeah. if um, if Webb does really well here, he gets to back up Co- o- um, o- O'Connor, Connor Murray, Connor Murray, Connor Murray, because Connor Murray is still the outstanding nine in in the nor- in the northern hemisphere, yeah. if not the world at the moment. His tactical kicking will be better. That is a big weakness of Webb. Webb might be a little bit quicker. Uh, and yep. then lot, a lot, a little, a, a fair bit quicker and a lot more petulant. Yep, <laughs> definitely. Well, hang on, hang on. You're doing a massive discredit to uh... Conor Murray's petulance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, huge discredit, mate. <laughs> I think I think that's a, like, a badge of honour. They they, they sew onto their jersey. Yeah, you're right. For a scrum half, if there was one position on the field, you want that. Yeah, I, yeah across the field, I I just can't see where they're gonna where they're gonna win this. Are they gonna stick with a bigger at ten? Yeah. Oh yeah, they'll definitely stick with, <laughs> stick with bigger at ten. Yeah, I can't see him going, going the, Davis. I don't think they're brave question, enough. The big, the only real question, decision of any importance is, do they start Falatau? Yeah, um, and if they did, what? He looked, you... If they were watching the game against Wasps in a in a poor Bath team, he did carry very well. Yeah, he was one of the very few players. Yeah, who I did think anything. with Falatau, Warburton, and Moriarty. Would you? Yeah. So that's that's it. So that is that is almost. 
counteracting the direct threat of the big ball carriers. Yeah. Rather than going, well, we're we'll beat the, yeah, we'll beat you an alternative strategy. Uh, well, the Wales attacking model is very much team-based, isn't it? Round the corner, round the corner power. Yeah. Uh, which is great. And that's worked really well. Uh, well, historically, <laughs> it's got three Grand Slams. So... Yeah, well, it, it which, feels which, to me which was like, the last of those? Uh, well, there's, there's three's three. Um, <laughs> it feels to me as if they if they pick bigger, and as much as I, I love Dan Bigger, um, it almost feels like they're playing this game to lose by as few points as they possibly can. Mm. Um, I think Davis might be a little. Oh, well, let's let's be fair. They're playing to arm wrestle a victory away from Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which a couple of years ago, when Tim, me, and you were there, yeah, they did. They did, and they, they. It was a, it was an arm wrestle. It was very close. Attritional is a wonderful game to watch, um, just because of the atmosphere and the aggression and that and that, that, ten, grind. that, that eight or eight minute spell. Yeah, yeah. Now, this Ireland is, battering their line and they repelled it. Now this is yeah. the thing which I alluded to a few weeks ago on the podcast, and you all thought I was crazy. But I just think as you get older, I mean, can you imagine the intensity it would have taken, that mental intensity and how enthusiastic and fired up you'd have to be to keep an island out for eight minutes on four your years own. ago? Yeah. Can you imagine that? And I think as you get older, how do you how do you get up for that kind of physical encounter <laughs> year after year after year? It's got to take its toll on you. I, I can't see Wales re- reaching, the, reaching those heights. And that's a problem that I have with, with this Welsh team now. Well, I, I think one thing that's changed since, even in a couple of years, and certainly since Wales' last Grand Slam, is uh, teams don't rely on... I mean, like teams like Exeter Chiefs in club rugby are incredibly effective five metres out mm. with those simple drills, picking and going and stuff. But teams uh, have the skill sets to mix it up a little bit more and not be so predictable. And that's where Wales' problem has been, is they're just so predictable. Yeah, well, look, they've always been predictable on on, um, on attack. It's been a one, they've been a one-trick pony, but it's one hell of a trick, uh, which I really... It is, quite, quite but, but being... The being difference like, is that enthusiasm yeah. in defence. So whereas you, they could beat a team with, say, if they scored 10 points, because you wouldn't score 10 points, they now can't do that, because it's just so difficult. Yeah, yeah, and so now you've, again, to go... To beat pretty much any international team now, you've got to get twenty points minimum. To beat really good international teams, you've got to get thirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ireland what needed how many points to yeah. beat the All Blacks? Thirty eight or something like that. Well, didn't England get uh, like thirty eight points and forty four points in two of the games against Australia? Australia. Yeah. yeah, and and yeah. and those, you know one of those games was only by four points they won. So well, I've j- uh, here's here's just one last rugby thought on that. Um, what you said about twenty two. I think the next great coaching in- innovation is going to be some sort of new strategy to score in the 22 because it's causing so many teams so many headaches. And I wonder if it's going to be something like the stand-up more. Driving malls. Yeah, but setting up from the centre of the park. Do you know? Right, okay. I, I can't see any... Because there's, like, I was watching the Bristol game last week, not to get too too deep into this, and I watched Sale on, on Friday night, and I've watched numerous games, and... Scoring in the twenty-two is so difficult now. That last five meters is the I, hardest. Yeah, I can't yeah. see. I can't think of a better way to 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 do it. I can. Go on. Uh, now, crossfield kick. Watch Super Rugby, and they lost narrowly against the Sharks. But your beloved Brumbies. That my my beloved Brumbies uh, did. It was it was two meters out from the line. It was four pairs of hands in the classic, like the way you're taught at school. Put your hands yeah. out, catch. Pass straight across three the passes like that. Kurindrani under the post. Watch that try. That's how you score uh, five meters. And out. What, what were they, were they playing, playing Premiership or was this? 
The Brumbies. Brum, oh right, Brumbies Br- playing. Sorry, Brumbies. Sorry. Playing, oh, not Sale so, Sharks. So, so super, super rugby defensive. Super, playing. super boom boom. Right, yeah. yeah. So that, that, that's my point. Really, is you know they don't take defense that seriously, do they? <laughs> no, but all I'm saying is like uh, skills is is the answer here. No, ex- not, ex- not, ex- not 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 clever tactics. I've got, ex- brilliant ex- skills. Ex- Chiefs. I've got a completely different way of solving this problem to both of you, and it is players who are four foot six inches tall with two and a half foot of head. Um, <laughs> pen- penalty try, penalty every, try, every penalty time. try. That's a good shout. Or, like, as we've talked about, Wasps, the sort of innovation they've brought in the Avicii Premiership is scoring from really deep. Yeah. Well, Ma- no, that, but that, that's, that, the, that's for the majority of teams because it's so hard to score for, close in. No, 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 but Wasps score a lot of their tries from halfway. Mm. And that's... They one could, one they, break, support runners flood through and execute. Be, that's, think, that's how New Zealand, I'm, I think, score a yeah, lot of their yeah. tries. I think you'd be surprised, actually, how common that is um, outside of driving malls. Where are these where are these tries originating from? I think the majority of them will be from outside the twenty-two ho- uh, halfway, because that's when you've got to that's when you've got to be worried about the kicking game, so you drop your guys back. Yeah, that that does create more space, but. Yeah. Anyway, we need stats on that. If someone can get yes. stats, but yeah. that's why that, that's my. Uh, so, uh, Ireland, Ireland are going to win, and I think comfortably. Well, just just on the island, so they've got again possibly one selection. They might have a couple of others, but possibly one selection to consider. Zebo was poor. Sorry. Zeebo, yeah, Zebo not great. Trimble's, Trimble's out, out. Trimble's out. Yeah. Blessing the skies that as good as he has been and is. Blessing the skies so they can get some new guys in. Yeah, you've got options there, haven't you? Like Gilroy. Conway could be, could be a good one. Yeah, Conway. I, I'd go for Gilroy. I'd go for Gilroy as well. I'm just saying. Um, no, the one will be 13. The Ringrose. Ringrose or Payne. Payne's back. Mm. The Payne train is back. Scored a good try. Carried hard. I um, think Wales would rather see Payne than Ringrose, but I don't know. Now, if you're in an arm wrestle, Payne's your man. Mm-hmm. And that's what this could be and he's such they talk about him as such a leader for that defensive line which is what is going to be important in this game so I just wonder if we will see Ringrose on the bench as a potential impact yep uh, and because he can he, obviously Payne can cover multiple positions but Ringrose probably can as well um, and Payne starting uh, hold on check this out what's your prediction for the fight then? prediction yes prediction <laughs> from Rocky 3 yeah. excellent uh, Mr T thinks that they'll go with that pr- uh, selection as well for Ireland <laughs> the pain train the pain train anyway I'm going to say Ireland to win I'm also going Ireland to win by how many uh, less than 7 points I'd really say. yeah I think it'll be I think this will be tight uh, yeah Ireland by 5 Ireland by Ireland by 11. 11 in Wales. Ireland by 15. Ireland by how many? 15. 15. I don't want this to be the case. I want a strong Wales. Um, you know. I don't think Wales are necessarily that much weaker. I think you know, Ireland are very very good this year. Just we've we've and got... Scotland are very good this year. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they've performed exactly as expected. Yeah. Um and on we go. Do we need to talk about this one? France win. France win 50. Yeah, France win good. What what surprise? What, Although, what other yeah. surprise could Italy have up their sleeve? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm, well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, actually, Tim, um, this French team. I can imagine them actually being caught out with this tactic. 
I can just imagine just doing no, like no homework, showing up. I mean, completely. Even though their players haven't been playing top fourteen rugby. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! What's going on here? And it, yeah. it's a rock. Come on, sir! It's a rock. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think we're going to see more, like, um, more of the same. <laughs> yeah, I could exactly see that. The French have just been kicking back, uh, not doing very much. Uh, Dog Tanyon to absolutely ruin them, and King Louis to do well. And Parisi to have some amazing highlights, probably. Uh, this is in honour of King Louis and Parisi. Parisi to have some highlights in his... I was going to say, not in his hair. No, no, not in his hair. Just game highlights. Just look good, whatever he does. Oh, cool. He always does. He always has. But yeah, King Louis. King Louis v Sergio. Wow. Wow. Nice Box little office. Matchup. Yep, that's uh, that's going to get annoying actually. Twenty seconds every time we mention King Louis. <laughs> if you had to again take them in their prime, because like you know Sergio Parise is he's not over the hill, but he's he looks pretty prime to me. He when looks he plays. pretty prime. Yeah. All right, so Stop say all right, okay. disagree with you. Though. So you've got um, World Cup final tomorrow, and you can have Louis Picamol or Sergio Parise as your number eight. Who'd you pick, L- Louis? Because at least he's won things in the past. So oh, hang on, look, Sergio's won a top fourteen. So this is like all right, okay. So this is the fate of the world depends on this game, and <laughs> number eight could be the key position. Who are we playing, right? Because if we're playing someone who are heavy favourites, the Klingons, like, right? Okay, so they're heavy favourites. I'm going to play King Lou because I like to watch him play. If if it is if it is like if we had a reasonable a reasonable chance of winning, say we're playing the Vulcans, uh, I'd go with Parise. Uh, uh, well, what, what about if it was like toss of a coin, fifty fifty, fate of the worlds on on this? I would so I would probably go with Parise because so King Louis looks good whenever, but he's normally playing in a pretty decent team. Parise looks incredible even when he's playing in an absolutely dreadful team. Oh, Sometimes he looks you, outstanding playing in good Stade Francais teams. So yeah, it's the only guy he's le- he's left, which is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, you think about how good they were, how bad they became, how good they became, and how bad they are now. He's been through <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, Parise would have been the number eight in any team in the world. He probably. Do you think he would have kept Kieran Reid out of the World Cup no, side? No, not a chance. I would like to test this theory because yes, he is very good. But I wonder if it's kind of. I uh, think I think he genuinely could have moved Kieran Reid to six. I think. He'd, why, it, why, why not Sergio Parise at six? Or Parise at six? Yeah, one of them. I think you'd. They, they were so good, you'd have to accommodate both of them. I just wonder, like, if it's a little bit of he is so far ahead of the other Italians, we think he's he's undoubtedly very good. Um, oh no! Some of his highlights when he was when Stade Francais won is that offload? Is it, is it the top fourteen final when he throws the offload against Toulon? Yeah, in, going into the corner, ludicrous. Yeah, he just he just sort of says even in yeah, like you say, even in a bad team, he's like, right, I've got this. Yeah, I've got this. I don't need you lot. I've, I'm I'm doing it. Uh, I wonder if he'll ever come as a premiership. Oh, I hope so. Who would he best fit in the premiership? Sergio. uh, Oh, anyone. Um, I'd I'd love to see him at a Quinns. He'd look great in that kit. He would look look good in that kit. I don't think he's a Quinns player, though. He's not a Leicester man. No. Leicester need like a... No, he's... Northampton would would fit if they didn't have the king there already. Gloucester, maybe. Uh, No... But that, I guess that Gloucester does fit with the ups and downs of Stade Francais. Hang on, ageing, international. Yes, yes. Sail sharks. <laughs> they must be desperate for people. <laughs> they must be absolutely so desperate. They have only got one formally announced signing, haven't they? 
and and Josh Strauss. And that Josh Strauss and yeah. uh, that well that that was and also the farce of that is it was only announced not because Sale wanted to announce it, but because the BBC announced it and then they went, Oh, oh, we're getting Josh Strauss, you've already heard. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the f- the four or five world class players uh, has is that Steve Diamond. Well, the promised. four now because he, he's already got he's already got one. What's that? Uh, Josh Strauss. <laughs> if that's not a world class sign, he's a good player. Good player. He, he is a good player. good. Very player. very good player. It is a good sign in that. Is it? Is it? Uh, anyway, they, they they need need to talk yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Strauss. Yeah. Um, so that's it, I think, gentlemen. It is. Well, actually, let, let's update. Uh, let's update people on the Romania trip. Okay. Because it's less than two weeks now. It is week it after is. next. So the headline is: we are we couldn't get tickets for England v Ireland in Dublin, which everyone thought was going to be a Grand Slam decider. It isn't going to be. It could still be a tournament decider. Um, very likely will be. We'll, we'll wait and see on that one after this weekend's rugby. Don't want to count our chickens before the eggs have hatched. But uh, as a result, we we looked we looked around and went, oh, hold on a minute. There's a, there's another important game going on in. Europe's tier two competitions referred by to, by some people as Six Nations B, but uh, by or by, European by, Nations Championship by Rugby as oh, I wrote this down A European Rugby Nations Championship. No, Rugby Europe Championship. Rug, rugby Europe Championship <laughs> Nations Na- Cup. Nations Cup, Cup champ, uh, tournament. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so we looked at this, and there is a pretty intriguing game going on in Bucharest on the eighteenth of March. Yeah. The capital of Romania, of course, and it's by Romania's Mighty Oaks against Georgia's. What are they called? Uh, 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 Lelos. Le- uh, I'm not sure. I don't know what the literal translation of that is, anyway. But ag- hard men, tough men. Ag- yeah, <laughs> against very hard men from Georgia, who are in leading the competition after what is it, two rounds or three rounds now? Three rounds now. Three rounds now. Uh, yes. How did Romania get on at the weekend? Uh, so they travelled to Russia, historic. Uh, Difficult place to go. Yeah, to Sochi, 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 where the Olympics, the Winter Olympics, was held a couple of years ago, um, and won thirty points to ten against a reasonable, what would be a reasonable Russian side. Yeah, not not too shabby a result. So we're going there. We're going to be watching the culmination of the Tier Two competition, and we just uh, to start with extended a little bit of a hey, well, we're going to be there. If you want to come along, that's cool. Maybe we can grab a beer you might be able to hang hang around while we do the podcast not expecting to sell out a, a, a venue of uh, over a hundred people and with more wanting to come but can't come to a live podcast in Bucharest uh, yeah we sold out all our tickets in four hours this is, is pretty bonkers and we just thank you very much for that so yeah we're, we're going out there if you're not going why should you care well you need to get following at rugby podcast on Twitter uh, Egg Chasers podcast on Instagram and listen to the live podcast because I don't even know what's going to happen. Uh, you'll want to see it. Whichever way it goes, you'll probably <laughs> want to see it. Yeah. It'll be entertaining. One way or the other. For, <laughs> for, for, for good or bad reasons, it will definitely be entertaining. I woke up the other day in a, in a cold sweat and my, and my wife asked what was wrong. I just said, so I, I, I was doing a live show. I was in, in my mind, I was dreaming. It was a nightmare. I was doing a live show. <laughs> that, and it wasn't going well. I not no. I, I I had that dream, you know, when you're naked from like the waist down, in your live show, and you can't run. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. But it'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> and you were that nervous. It, it was like it looked like a little acorn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're doing a live podcast. You, you'll definitely want to hear it if you're coming out. Uh, Egg Chasers Facebook page. Get there, and we'll have all the information because there's been some developments on the the tickets. 
we're, we're currently in contact, which happens very loosely uh, over email with Rugby Romania. All we do know is there is this amazing VIP area where it's free food and drink. Well, not free. You pay. It's yeah. all, all you can eat and drink. And the, the drink options was like local beer and cognac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the food was like... I can't wait to see how it all pans and out. And the food was steak. Yeah. So it sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, we'll update you on that on the Facebook page. Um, if you still want to come along, that's great. We can't. We can't promise you'll get into the live show, but come along for the crack. Uh, and World Rugby got heard about it and got in touch and said, "Hey, we, we might want to come yeah, and send a film film crew and document as this." As far as I know, we are, we've got an embedded film crew all weekend. Uh, a World Rugby film crew hopefully coming with us, which will be able to give you some content to see. And then loads of other people are getting in touch and hearing about this as well. Uh, the latest being. Raging Bull. Indeed. I still want to find out if this was actually Phil Vickery. I like to think this was Phil Vickery <laughs> has heard about this trip. Can we get Phil Vickery? If Phil Vickery came along, could he be a little guest of honour? Oh, absolutely. No. We can definitely... Phil Vickery can do what he wants. Of course he can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd quite like to go to the spa with Phil Vickery. That would be good I fun. think that would be enough to scare him off if he was considering it right then. <laughs> no, it would be great fun. Yeah. They'd... Apparently sell champagne cocktails in the spa. Really? Oh yes. Why? What? Why? Uh, I, I I can't I can't divulge any any more information on, on on that. Let's just keep it quiet. Okay. Move on to the next subject now. Right. No. Oh, so just to say, Raging Bull heard about that. Um, Phil Vickery's company, which I, I, I I've you've played against teams that have Raging Bull team wear and stuff. And yeah. Kits brought, and stuff. Brought Park used to. Yeah. Brought Park did. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realise they also did leisure wear, and they've said. Boys, we'll we'll kick you out so you look in the part in the live show. I've also got a fifty-year anniversary limb top somewhere made by Raging Bull. It's lovely. Mm. When limb came to Broughton Park, I is might, that that green they one, might po- one poking out up there? Uh, no, that's a different that's... limb top. No, that is a that's a Wigton top. Ah, okay. I've got uh, the green ones. I've got a Wigton. They I've got two no. from limb, and I've got another one. You from can see all this on the. Goss- Facebook Live on the on the Facebook Sorry. Live page. So so boys, basically RagingBull.co.uk. Get on there. Look at the, they've got some lovely gingham shirts, chinos, wax jackets, twit, all the rest of it. You you look the part. Um, go have a look on there, and, and, we'll, and we need to kit ourselves out for uh, for our live show. I do love an Oxford cotton shirt, so, and they do have a nice white Oxford cotton crisp shirt. white. Oxford cotton shirt is, is yeah. that just asking for trouble though? Putting a crisp white shirt on on a well, drink, on a drinking day. It'd be well protected by my waistcoat and blazer. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, well made. Uh, so thank you to Raging Bull and yeah, just get in touch at Rugby Podcast, um, Facebook, Instagram. We're in all those places, and we will see you on the next podcast after the weekend's rugby. Uh, is it like is Anglo Welsh happening? Who cares? It is. I think it's quarterfinals. Yeah, Anglo Welsh. Uh, it's going to happen, and stuff will happen during that stuff game. Stuff will happen during that game, but we won't. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be focused we'll be on checking, Six Nations. Yeah, we'll be checking some of the uh, some of the squads. Defo, uh, JB, Phil, top work. Cheers, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for listening. Tell your mates. We'll see you next time. Oh, wrong, wrong one. Yeah.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.